Welcome to Accountants Law Pod, where accounting professionals and law firms converge. Hosted by Linda Artisani, Sarah Prevost, and Stephen Liphart. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. And this week we have a special guest, and we're actually titling this week's session called Ash Streaming with Susan Tucker, because we have a actually have an attorney who's also a CPA, which is a really interesting uh, combination. And I think we'll kick it off. I'm actually going to toss the dice to Steve Mm -hmm. um, and let him introduce her because, of course, they're both airstreaming. Sarah and I just arrived home and they're all on the road and and they can tell us a little bit about where they are and and what and Susan can give us a little intro about what she does. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you. Um, This is Susan Tucker and we are at the Airstream International Rally in Rock Springs, Wyoming, and Airstream has this rally every year. This is the 66th international rally, and people come from all over the United States, Canada, and Europe to this um, rally. And we have uh, the last count I saw the other day was I think 1,182 Airstreams are here all together. And we have educational seminars, we have fun seminars. The Vintage Airstream Club is here, all of the intra clubs are here. There are thousands of people here just having a blast and educating and learning things. And I have to tell you personally, as you all know, I I broadcast from the Airstream quite frequently. And from April to um, October, I'm out on the road a lot. And Mm -hmm. I I, I spent several years putting this together in my life. And I'm able to do my accounting and bookkeeping business from the road for all of my clients. As an example, this morning, I had a client called me who, Bernie, and he has a, a huge settlement for a client who's in hospice. And his family had already closed all of his bank accounts. And we were trying to figure out how to get the money to him out of the trust account without violating trust regulations. So, you know, and all of this was done from the road. And Mm -hmm. um, so about a month ago, I came up with the idea of finding somebody at Mm -hmm. the Airstream. And Mm -hmm. I found Susan Tucker. (laughs) And I called her up and I. And she was like, well, I don't know. I, I, And I'm like, oh, you could do this. And she's like, I'm a CPA and an attorney. I'm like, yeah, this is exactly what we want. So, yeah, so Susan, yeah. welcome to our thank podcast. You, thank you. It's thank you for being... getting, getting with you guys and meeting you. So I'm going to turn it over to you for right now. Please tell our audience about you, how you ended up in this life as an attorney and a CPA, mm-hmm. and how you work from on the road in your Airstream. Yeah, well, thank you, Steve. Thank you for having me and asking me to be here. I really appreciate it. Um, when I graduated from college, it well, when I went to college and got my accounting degree, there were very few females in the field. Very mm. few. There was two female oh. account, in the accounting wow. majors. Only Ooh. two. Are you so, the, one of the two? Are you I one was of- one of the two. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And um, so I went right through my accounting degree and then I got my MBA. Mm-hmm. And then I went into uh, teaching at the collegiate level uh, because, you know, it's kind of like it is now. There isn't uh, that many people that want to go into that area in the accounting and finance area. And I had a minor in finance and economics. So I taught for several years and, at the college level. And I really enjoyed that. But that really gave me a skill set to talk in front of people and kind of have their attention and make them listen. And, and, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of side of me that hadn't ever been developed before. And then, um, then I got married and my husband got transferred. And so I thought, 
you know what? I think I'll set for the CPA exam. See how that goes. And oh so I see how that goes. Don't you just love her? <laughs> got my accounting, got my MBA, and I'll just see how it goes with the CPA. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'll be a trailblazer um, too. Easy test. Yeah, good. <laughs> so anyway, then I, I got my CPA and in uh Kansas where I was, you had to, I don't I don't know what it is now, but you had to have two years of internship with a CPA firm to get mm-hmm. licensed. So mm-hmm. I went to work for a CPA firm. That seemed like the thing to do because then I could get licensed and, you know, really learned nuts and bolts of accounting systems. And they were just starting to computerize tax returns at that time. And oh. they were uh, just starting to computerize general ledgers and things. You know, you still had some clients that were on the old uh, the old ledgers and those kind of things. So that was a pretty learning experience. And then there was a larger client that uh, was a construction company. And so NDS went, you know, your non, non-compete agreements really weren't what they are now. And so they just said, yeah. well, we'd like to hire you to uh, work for a company. And we did a lot of things, built the University of Tennessee Sports Arena and several big projects like that. And then um, that company... I got affiliated with USF&G Bonding Company through them. Well, then they were like, hey, if you'd start your own CPA firm, we would hire you to help us evaluate construction companies. You know, My I mean, God. it was the NDA's out the window. We don't care. We'll what. see where it goes, right? Yeah, we'll see where it goes. Next door opens. Another door. <laughs> yeah, really. You know, that's just how life is. So I... Uh, started my own CPA firm and I knew this other guy. You always got to know everybody, you know, networking, <laughs> you cannot network too small, you know? Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. I know a guy that does this. So um, that. he said, Oh yeah, I've got, there's some office space in the building with me and I know a computer system and all this kind of stuff. So I thought, Oh yeah, I'll do that. So then really how that happened, that was in, um, I was in Topeka at the time and I'm still in Topeka, but the Washburn University Law School was there. So anyway, I went to work for USG. What I would do is they would have construction companies that got into financial difficulties that they were going to do bonding on and or have a bonding claim on. So they would send me to that construction company to figure out, we called it drawing a fence around what their bonding liability was going to be. So I would do that. And then I would work with the attorneys that were going to settle it all up. So one oh. day I'm saying that again, you know, I, I could just go to law school and see how that worked out. See how that goes. <laughs> see how oh my that goes. gosh. Okay. So I'm curious. This is great. I'm curious because you said you just started seeing general ledger systems and accounting, a tax accounting software come out. Do, do you remember a few of the names just out of curiosity mm-hmm. to pop those oh, in? Yeah, yeah. Oh, and they were horribly expensive. Oh, um, uh-huh. oh this yeah, is really going to do Arthur Anderson. Uh-huh. Uh, was really not the only company you could get a tax uh, tax package from at that time. And I'll, I'll tell you this story. So you would work on a tax return and you would put it on an input sheet. And then there was a person in an office that you would take that input sheet to and they would input it and run oh. error. And it's not like- Linda you know, has talked about this before in law right. terms. And, and this yeah. was yeah. one of my favorite things. Then several times a week, you would have a cakewalk. And what happened was those way those old software programs work, they would print out the tax returns, multiple pages, like page one, 1040, page two, 1040, page three, 1040. And um, then they would have stacks of them clear up high on 
tables. And so you would, everybody in the office, cakewalk. And <laughs> everybody would get up from their desks and go in. And you would, that's how you would collate them. Oh, my god! Walking around in a circle and picking up Because it was all every attached, right? Yeah. yeah. Because they were and all And had like the little dots, the dot matrix, yeah. the machine yeah. that would shake yeah. the whole desk. That. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, that was, that was how it started. But, you know, you it's think too. that it's really just the, you know, that the technology behind it and what it does hasn't really changed. It's just that the face of it has changed. But anyway, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so then I, um, let me see. Oh, I went to law school. So then. <laughs> Only went to law school. <laughs> but I still had my firm, but I still had my firm. But, you know, they never, Whoa. clients didn't really know when you were away and stuff. You know, you were just up the street at the law school. And you'd come back yeah. after class. <laughs> okay, I do that. Okay. I mean, you Love know. This. And um, so then after I graduated from law school, the this other CPA approached me and said, you know, I'm thinking you're going to go do something else. I'd like to buy your CPA firm for me. And I thought, oh, hadn't it really occurred to me. So then I went to work for Payless Shoe Source that uh, their corporate headquarters were in Topeka, Kansas. And so I went to work for them. And I was in the finance real estate because I had construction experience because I'd done all this construction stuff. So I was in the real estate. We were building a store a day, opening up a store a day at that time. So Mm. it was a pretty crazy deal. So understanding how all that construction accounting worked. And then that just naturally led to, oh, well, we have to do all these leases for these stores. So for every store that opened, there had lease negotiated. And, you know, then all that we had, you know, law department. I was actually in the law department, but I handled the leasing of the director of leasing for all those properties. So I did that for a while. And uh, then I went into, so what skill that I developed when I was doing all that was I developed a skill to turn legal contracts into computer languages. So we would buy, we would go in and buy a chain of stores, like 600 stores. And so I would take that day that those store, like those 600 stores and turn it into a computer language. So I could tell, so during the legal negotiations, you were just, you know, okay, this part of the contract says we're going to need to have their inventory on X day. Well, I would know it because I had turned it all into a SAS language. Wow. Turned it from legal oh. language into computer language, you know, into computer programs. What so it, it prompted you to do that? I was like, going to say, so what do you think well, about chat I, GPT? You know, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't like to do things, but I was lazy. Oh, let's, uh, let's, this is a good question. Well, Linda, after, after, after hearing how, how you're always advanced more than most people, I said, what do you wait, think chat GPT? <laughs> chat GPT. Um, that was she's the already got it down. She's, yeah. she's just seeing how it works. Yeah. She's, a, yeah. she's playing with it. What did you think of that attorney that got caught with uh, using oh, yeah. it and not researching that Jones versus Smith was not a real case? Yeah, 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 oh. yeah, yeah. Um, one thing technology has taught me is to ask a few questions, you know. Yes, <laughs> I love it. You know, I think it's the CPA side. Yeah, yeah. I, I just love the no, fact you know, that she there's was... this yin and yang thing here. Yeah, yeah. And she, she's pulled it off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. well, she's automated and streamlined stuff before people anybody even did that. Learn to yeah. think yeah. about it this way. That's it, it was. It was funny. We were doing this one acquisition. It was like we were acquiring a 500 store chain, and they had like fleets of attorneys that were trying to keep up with. And I had all their data on our computers. 
set up, you know, where every location was, what store number it was, what size it was, what their inventory was, you know, every little detail that I could get grabbed into a database. It was it was a SaaS database before databases were a big thing. You know, people didn't realize how valuable they were at that time. So, yeah. you know, they would just say, okay, well, what were the sales? And and they their attorneys were trying to check it in. Finally, after about a week, their attorneys just kind of closed their books and said, we're just going to go with what you've got in your database <laughs> and we're going to do the acquisition. But so that was a fun time, you know, growing. Companies were growing by leaps and bounds at that time. Uh, you know, we're talking the, the early 2000s, mid 90s, you know, the companies were growing big and uh, acquiring a lot of companies. So that was a fun deal because you were really, uh, and that's when I began to realize how valuable it was to have a legal knowledge of yeah. leasings of contracts and tie it into the accounting because you got to get down to the, who's going to write the check and how much it's going to be for. I mean, that's. Well, so let, let me ask you this. A lot of our audience are people who have worked for corporations. Mm -hmm. They've sat in cube world and been accountants and mm -hmm. done all of that. And they're like, I don't want to do this anymore. Sure. And mm -hmm. here came COVID uh -huh. and now they've been through COVID. What advice would you give them? on the accounting side to prepare work for attorneys and to talk with attorneys. How, how, I mean, you've got both worlds going. How do you gain comfort that you're working with an, a CPA who is going to give you your urine journal entries, or are they going to treat you like less than because they're a CPA or, you know, what's the language? What's the, yeah. what's the flow there that makes it comfortable for everybody to get the work together properly so that the CPA has it properly in a proper manner. And so that we can also, because, yeah. you know, most attorneys don't aren't numbers people. Yeah. You yeah. know, yeah. Do, you, do you kind yeah. of get where I'm going with yeah. this? Yeah. <sighs> well, attorneys are um, attorneys who are not accountants, CPAs. I think they, they are a lot of a person is they always save the calc, the actual calculation till the very mm. end. Mm -hmm. And then they try to create a lot of language that doesn't really fit in a calculation. So the earlier the CPA or the accountant can get in on the transaction and in their mind, think every time, you know, even if they see a first draft of a contract, if they see, okay, this is how I'm going to put this in numbers terms. You know, this is, this is how this contract is going to look. And then when it doesn't, you know, when you say, oh, you know, you're saying real estate in this part of the clause, do you mean land or do you mean uh, some personal property in here? What do you really mean? Because I'm going to have to, because I, as an accountant, I'm going to have to put a dollar amount to that. And well, and on the books, we're going to have to set up the yeah, general ledgers. Yeah, have to, how, are we, how are we going to do that? Exactly. And so, you know, you just stick in your little pencil in those attorneys' early contracts. Don't let it get clear down the road before, you know, if you have a client that's going to sell something or is going to buy something, you want your, your little pencil in there in the first minute. And you don't have to be doing the calculation, but you always have to be thinking, how is that contract going to be calculated? I mean, how is, what's the debit? What's the credit? Well, and haven't, we, work, haven't you know? we talked in the law lab before, Linda and Sarah, so about really, it's not just doing the books, it's knowing your client. And so we have this legal niche that we work in, 
But within that niche, we can have certain niches. Like how many times have we had the conversation of some of us really like to do family law firms. Other ones really like to do personal injury and the two don't match, you know? And so getting to know the ins and the outs about that client and what they're doing and all of their, you know, like with our personal injury firms, I like to know when I see a new client come in, I like to know what kind of personal injury case it is so I can start thinking about it. You know, yeah. I, I know like today we got a call here at the rally. I had one of our attorneys called and and has a very unique situation with a very sick person who got one a settlement, but his bank accounts are closed and he's in hospice. And so we were trying to figure out how to get the money to him. Mm-hmm. But I had been thinking about this for a few days and we came up with a solution. And our solution was to call the, the Bar Association, the Supreme Court, because he can't take he wanted to take the cash out mm-hmm. and set, put it in his personal bank account, which immediately I went, no, nope, 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 can't I do know. that. And, you know, so I got he and the bar together and I don't know what the final dissolution of this was. But to your point, knowing knowing all yeah. the pieces of the contracts and and if you if you are working with your attorney clients in that vein they will really appreciate you that much more because you're taking a real interest in the business and you can put the books together quicker more efficiently and that makes sense yeah i i think there's a realization between you know uh attorneys and cpas neither one nobody knows everything and you know the, the more you can, the more value you can add by asking questions and saying, hey, what about this? Is this what you meant, you know, in your language? They'll is appreciate it, it, you. And they'll appreciate you more. I mean, and, and um, you know, they'll use words in a drafting a document that really aren't, if you think about, okay, this is how the tax is going to have to work. And this is how the assets and liabilities are going to have to work and the intangibles and those kind of words, they don't kind of use the exact words that need to be used, you know, a lot of times, and they mm-hmm. appreciate you as mm-hmm. an accountant telling yeah. them, hey, you know, this word would be a little more appropriate. And it's, you know, don't yeah. be intimidated yeah. uh, by doing that, that, you know, I mean, don't be intimidated by attorneys that need some coaching on language they use in, in contracts and and don't be afraid to ask questions you know hey what were you thinking here well maybe this would clarify it just a little bit better if you said this and yeah. we are an extension of their business yes. Yes. I mean, linda could yeah. you maybe talk a little bit about the scenarios where we're trying to reconcile trust accounts oh, and yeah. as we as we go back and we keep turning the stones over we suddenly realize that we're in a project that really didn't go back to 2019 it went back to 2012 yeah. and maybe yeah. susan could yeah. give a you know i mean talk about that a little bit yeah we've had some clients that I, they, most of the time they come to us they go my bank is reconciled they just don't know what's in the who belongs to all these pieces right 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 and then you'll right. say, well, how long ago was it that it all aligned and you knew every penny? And they'll go, well, I don't know. I think it was 2015. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. yeah. But I changed software three times in there and also changed banks just to add a little layer yeah. of complexity to it. And yeah, it's yeah. it's just funny because it or sometimes they'll just say that they think it's reconciled and they don't understand the whole concept of what that reconciliation is supposed it's to be. The freeway. Right. Yeah. They don't, just because they, you're checking out. Yeah. Yeah. book and that says the same amount that's yeah. not where it's reconciliation you know. unless they yeah. got a yeah. bar slap and then they know that you know bars looking to find out what the balances are and and they're like sitting right there and have no clue they don't even know where to go and 
yes, part of the things we we do at our firm and Steve too, we do that kind of compliance work, which is a scary word, but it's part of what they have to do and they know it. It's what keeps them awake at night. So we end up doing the work and we have different creative ways to do it depending on the software. And, but uh, yes, to Steve's point, like when you, when you were doing that work, I mean, you know, because you know about the compliance piece and how big it is, but you also know the other side of it. It's kind of like you're bipolar and having the two, because those two, so having those two job titles don't really go together. They're completely different because we have attorneys that come to us and we have to be very creative with how we show them and present their figures to them because you throw a lot of numbers in their eyes go like, ooh, they can't figure it out. They, they, and they don't want to admit that they don't understand it because it's not what yeah. they do. So right. if you give them pretty pictures and graphs and things, they get they can understand it and they get excited about it. So yeah. um, how did how do you how do you handle that when when you were doing that kind of work, especially the tax side? You know, I have some clients that are law firms, or I have had in the past, so I don't think I have any now. I end up with more um situations where there's agreements that were drafted by two attorneys and now nobody else knows how to execute it oh Um, boy you know they don't know how you know (laughs) they may be dividing up a partnership or dividing up an estate Mm -hmm. and they are you know there's been a lot of litigation go on but yet when it comes down to it they don't know how to actually do it yes you know, even though the will says this or the trust said this and the things, but um, there's, uh, so I'll end up with, you know, just basically tearing that, those agreements down into little bitty pieces and paragraphs and doing, uh, okay, T accounts and, you know, journal entries to say, okay, this is maybe how this should work. And I'll noodle on it for, you know, depends on how deep and how difficult it we is. all still use our tea accounts yeah, we do. it's funny well some of us do. i don't know if the younger generation still even i don't even know if they still teach that in school but you know sometimes people are like what is a tea account and i'm like yes oh, yeah. <laughs> when you show them it's it's such a basic concept that your brain can be wrapped around and, and it just will expose what you're looking for yeah. um yeah, sorry and- no she's not that young even though she looks it well and and, you know eventually it's got to get down to you've either got to write a check or do a tax return Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's that's what the end result is you've either got to pay out money pay money back and forth or um somebody's got to do a tax return eventually so you know the more that is broken down to real accounting terms the better off you are but um you know how things how things all work but some of the some contracts are very difficult and i've had situations where you know contracts were millions of dollars off oh. you know the calculations were yeah. Uh, yeah you know and uh it's it's amazing but it it happens pretty quickly because like you say most lawyers mm-hmm. aren't accountants and uh you know oh, people wait, go so they yeah. want you to wave the magic wand and figure I know, it out. A week. I know, I know, yeah. In know. a week. I'm like, you can't figure stuff out in a week that you did five years of junkiness. <laughs> right, right. And you're digging through bank statements and all yeah. that kind of stuff, you know. And um, you know, it's it, it's not glamorous to dig through those old bank statements and all that stuff, no. but it's kind of lots of times what has to be done, you know, reconciling an old trust account that was closed or that got transferred yeah. to another bank. 
it's still got to be reconciled, you know. And so those are very difficult situations. They require somebody who really can stick in there. Oh, that's why we're grateful for software that can like take those PDFs and turn them into Excel so that we don't have to deal with manually figuring it out. I mean, when we look at where our industry is gone to, we've always kind of been trailblazers when it comes to technology, in my opinion. And um, and we're just stepping out of a conference that Sarah and I just came out of. And one of the big talks was chat GPT. But also when you start to think about it, um, and this is something that I actually put in my book about the smart contracts that are coming up, and especially for real estate transactions. So some of that calculating things, if it's done with blockchain, it's going to be like set in stone. It's going to be perfectly accurate. And I don't know how, I don't know how that'll be. I'm I'm curious. I can't wait to see it. And it's not going to be none of this technology. It, they gave stats on chat GPT and the statistics on how fast it's being, it, it, how many people are adopting this technology is the fastest they've ever seen. Of course it's free. Um, but it's the fact that way people are using it and it's fascinating. It's fascinating stuff. I, I find it intriguing. I love being a top, on top of technology and being like you've been your whole career ahead of everybody else. I think it's fun. And I would love to see a picture of you all taking the paper out and going all around the room to unfold it. It would be so day. cool to have a photo of all that, like just kumbaya, yeah. all around. Yeah. yeah. We didn't yeah. have uh, we didn't have all the cameras we have now. Thank no. God. <laughs> Much simpler times. By now, if that somebody had a camera at the right time in the right place. Exactly. But, I mean, it's so different. Man, that think, must have taken you know, a long time. Yeah. Well, you know, we were pretty good at it, and it was yeah. like all hands on deck, and you just did it. You know, That's and uh, we had uh, we had one client, but we did it several times. We did it for tax returns, but another time we did it was. We had a client that was the largest owner of Pizza Huts in the United States. And Ooh. so once a month, you would do all the Pizza Huts. And I think they own 500 Pizza Huts. Oh, or my gosh. Like and, um, uh, you know, it's time for Pizza Hut financial statements. So everybody stopped and did Pizza Hut financial statements. And I shouldn't mention the client. We but, should be taking yeah. notes because if the Internet ever goes down, we're going to need her. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Right. When it breaks. At GPT, people like to just ask a question and get an answer. Right. There's no easy way. And well, the funny thing is that they demonstrated it with our friends from Digits, demonstrated how when you ask the question, because it's generative um, artificial intelligence or machine learning, it doesn't do math. And just because it spits an answer out, if you take a calculator out and you don't have the right plugin on, it's not going to, the math's not right. And you might just think it is like that lawyer who took that court case. It gave the guy what he was looking for, but it didn't give him real data. It made something up and that's not a, you know, and it will get smarter. I mean, it's going to grow really fast. If this many people are adopting it and every time you try to go on the free one, it's slow. So if it's really moving that quickly, it's, it's definitely going to be, you know, something you see. And we saw how many, how many sessions had chat GPT in it, Sarah? Well, you went to Michelle Long's and and Heather's and she just loved it so much. Like you had, I wish you went to it with me and I didn't. And then um, they repeated it because it was packed and full and there wasn't enough room for everybody. And I went to the smaller session, which was phenomenal. So, I mean, I learned a lot. And I, I first, I was like, I'm not going to learn anything. And I was so glad I went. I'm glad she pushed me to go because it was really worth my, my watch. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's great. That's mm-hmm. great. Yeah. I, I'm curious. There's some things swimming around in my head. Yeah. So do, you, do you still have your CPA? <laughs> well, oh gosh, where did I stop my story? You know, um, <laughs> after I left Pela Shusaurus, I had a, um, 
our family had a family farming operation. Our farm was established in 1848. Just to give perspective, 1861 was the Civil War. So we have one of the oldest family farms in the state of Missouri. And so uh, my brother had uh, been uh, killed in a farming accident. He was all, he'd been all prepared to take over the farming operation. And then all of a sudden, boom, here it is. Um, So I know. So I thought, maybe I should just stop and see how it works (laughs) see how it works out so you know i knew computers so i knew i could get things set up on a computer so the cattle herd i got it set up on a cattle software so i learned a cattle software oh my god and then you know i knew you know general ledger and that kind of stuff the bank accounts i knew all that and then i knew um you know leases and contracts and Mm -hmm. share crop and all that kind of stuff i knew that but i didn't really know about i was raised on a farm but I'd been away for 30 years, so I didn't really know about the farming and stuff. So I thought, oh, my gosh, I've got to learn this. So I started going to, uh, you know, Kansas State, the University of Missouri and University of Nebraska, anybody that had ag schools that was offering like a five day class, a week class on livestock breeds or um row crop operations or anything i would just go grazing cattle anything i would just go and and learn something you know it didn't matter what you know and then i got to figure it out and i thought you know i'd be driving through the country or something or on a highway and i'd stop and i'd i'd go up to a farmer that was out there doing something that i didn't know what they were doing i'd say what are you doing and and why why are you doing this you know and so then they they love to talk they hadn't seen anybody in weeks you know <laughs> Some crazy lady that's driving around asking them questions, you know. So then you were the talk of the town at that point, I'm sure. (laughs) If they only knew. But you know, people love to share their world with you. And if you ask them questions, they will share just like you're asking me questions. I'm happy to share with you. But you know, they were they were very happy. And of course, they'd been raised on a farm. And we by that time I owned a farm that was established in 1848. So one of the oldest in the state. So um I I just thought I'm just gonna be like a big old sponge and learn everything they know and just sort it out and see if it's right or wrong. So I did that. So that went on for about it took us about, oh, I'd say probably probably five years to really get right, you know, back the keel, uh, the keel of the ship, right. And then um, one day I, there was an attorney that had a large tax practice in the area and he really specialized in ag taxation, which we all know that's kind of like a real niche, you know, ag taxation. And I thought, well, you know, I'm going to call him and see how it goes and see what, you know, what he's doing. And he said, you know what, Susan, he said, I give you my practice. I'll Whoa. hand it over to you. He said, I just can't do it anymore. And oh. I'll be happy to just send all my clients to you. And I thought, oh, that's okay. So then I went, <laughs> I went back to my network who I knew an, a CPA and I went back to him. I said, you know, what, what if I did this, what software would I use and how would I do this? And he said, Oh, I'll help you do that. You can get it all set up. And I thought, Oh, you know, maybe I'll have like 20 clients and I'll do their little tax returns. And maybe we'll I'll have 20 clients. <laughs> so uh, that went pretty good. Other than I ended up with like 50 people, you know, I was going to say, I knew it. 
Yeah. So then, and, and it was just a real niche, you know, ag taxation, you know, so, yeah. you know, um, doing all that. So those years of assembling tax returns and yeah. keeping software going and all that kind of stuff just really, you know, came back and hadn't really changed that much. I mean, there's different softwares and different ways to do it, but it's all basically the same, you know, debit on the left, credit on the right. Yeah. So then, it just kind of grew, grew, grew. And then I was like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. This is so then I said, okay, 100 clients. That's it. So that's where I am right now. So I have, uh, you know, 100 clients and I do tax returns. I have some bigger clients that I do everything for them, you know, their payrolls yeah. and their general yeah. ledgers and stuff. Uh, but it's all ag taxation. And uh, wow. So it's we just have a, a niche, oh. you know, how yeah. do you get there? You know, how did I yeah. go from there this, A to B? To this. Know? Yeah. I like the rolling you've, you've rolled into every little piece has a piece of you from your, his, like your journey of all yeah. of these pieces and you've connected them. You've just made this big <laughs> jigsaw puzzle, which is beautiful, but it's so cool. Now we have a referral. If anyone we know, I mean, here's the big lesson to learn today too from yeah. Susan is that she's a real person, you know, attorneys yeah. are people. We're not, Right. You know, the advice to these bookkeepers and accountants in our group is don't just take on the firm just to, to do books. Yeah. Learn about everybody, I like that. she just said, everybody has their story and they want to share it, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that's where I've been blessed in my business with attorneys over the years is I really become a part of their family, a part of their firm. I think mm -hmm. I shared with you before, I've got a client down in um, Palm Beach, Florida, in, in Boynton Beach, Florida, who... I have never met in person. Oh. Uh, one year they, they asked me to send my photo down to them. So I did. And every year at the Christmas party, they call me and they have me at a place on the table. And they're like, you're at the <laughs> oh, Christmas party. Yeah, I should show I up. That. Yeah, uh, you should. Yeah. You That would be amazing if you, you yeah. were to just show up. And but, you know, I, they, they all have stories. And if you become part of their, their life and when they, when some, when an attorney and they're, you know, when they have a baby, when they yeah. there's a death in the family, when there's a wedding, whatever, send them a little note, send them a, you know, thank you for your business, or how can I do more for you? Or what well, do you're you talking need? about the relationship, you, you're talking yeah. about building the relation. And, and that's, I think that's true of, of probably the nature of who we are in the service side of it. But I yeah. feel like, yeah, but Susan, you're kind of bringing to light for a lot of us too, is you just don't know the possibilities Right. Uh -huh. These yeah. doors might open and you literally, I mean, I can't, I cannot believe the twist of it. You were going from corporate leases, basically pay less shoes or other types of, you know, places and now in tax or accounting work. And then, you, okay, I'm just going to do the farm thing. And then the farm thing turns into a whole new piece. Like what a journey. <laughs> It's like an unreal my story. Husband, my husband says it's like being married to a tornado. Which I <laughs> I well, you do live in Kansas. So. I love Kansas. <laughs> but, but I think so people, there. Yeah. people, people uh, and I love that younger women today don't see themselves as being restricted as, yes, you know, yes. like I started my story that had two. Um, yes. I'll tell you a little additional story. When I went to law school, there were only two bathrooms, two stalls in for women in the whole law school. Oh. <gasps> What? That is so wrong. And of course, they were for the secretaries, you know, in the day. Oh. And so really, uh, oh. I'm 
so enthused about where women have gone in mm -hmm. business and mm -hmm. in law and accounting, and they've become the, you know, the drivers. And I, I really, really, that, that just brings joy to me, you know, to see how progressive women have become. My best bosses years. have always been women. I love working with women attorneys. Uh -huh. You know, they, 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 there's just this different aura yeah. about them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and have conversations yeah. with them. How far yeah. have we come? For that, oh, but oh, the fact that you had the, the fact that there was two and two, but two people, you being one, <laughs> and then to be in law school. I mean, do you have a women's uh, lawyers group there that you you're part of? Do, but I, I'm not a I'm not a group person unless it's airstreams. Airstreams, <laughs> yeah, unless it's airstreams. But, okay, but, well, here's, here's a perfect example. You know, I was. Yeah. Um, the airstream group you know they've got all these airstreamers together and i'm i'm a i'm a newbie he's very mm -hmm. experienced i'm a newbie mm -hmm. on airstreams and uh they're very complicated things there's a lot that goes on and there's a whole aura and culture about them and i've always been fascinated with it but i haven't been a part about it and i don't know about it so last probably january or february they were doing i wanted to go to the international rally and then we're doing a call for speakers Mm. people that talk about your amperage on your plugins and you know all this kind of airstream stuff and i thought i, I just kind of sat back in my chair and i thought what in god's green earth can i talk about at an airstream conference that would interest anybody and you said apply? that you said that to me about this podcast and look at all the valuable information <laughs> you brought today mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. so mm -hmm. i said so at the time i was working on a tax return and um that had solar energy credits in it oh oh there you go credits. there you go and so i said you know what there's that new energy credit law i wonder if that applies to the solar system solar panels that they put on top of airstreams and the lithium batteries and the whole thing that airstreamers spend a lot of time and a lot of energy yeah yeah doing, but could they get a tax credit for it mm -hmm. voila researched it sure wow. enough you can. Well, and isn't there a tax credit for working out of your airstream? Well, there could be. There could be. Perhaps if you show up at my seminar on Friday at one. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, you're doing one. Who gets the Friday at one a slot? But anyway, so yeah. I just I just put together. I said, here's yeah. what here's what you know. Here's an idea for a presentation. So I just put a little presentation together. I said, hey, yeah. you know, you spend all this money on a solar system for your Airstream. You spend all this money to put in lithium batteries and everything. Here's what, according to the new tax law that starts in 2023, here's what you could deduct. And here's credits you can get. You know, here's how that might work. So that's a presentation I'm going to give Friday. So we don't know where that's going to go. Well, and but, so for all of, uh, the, all of the people watching this podcast that have a dream like I did yeah. of working out on the road and seeing this beautiful country that we live in mm -hmm. and, you know, having, you know, just different scenery anytime you want it, you just pack up and go and being able to work. There are hope there's yeah. hope and there's, it's really growing. There's a lot yeah. of people and it fits perfectly with the type of work that we do. So, yeah. so that's interesting. I would be interested to hear just because I saw this debate from a friend, there was an RVer that's like a blogger, style yeah. i think yeah and said that you could get all these tax credits and and basically like it didn't sound right to this other cpa 
And I would just be curious after the class. I'm going to be curious, like how I'm going to go now. What portions of it make sense and are, are ethical and legal to do? Because yeah. obviously yeah. us as individuals, what we're doing is providing the heaviest stuff to be able for you to interpret and say, okay, I'm going to put this on a tax return. with well, good you know, How many judgment. of you guys have had an attorney ask you, can I go buy a new suit and tax and get a tax deduction? Because or cut I their wear- hair. It's just kind of looking at it from, you know, first, once again, it's just one of those things If you think of yourself first, your first thought is there is not one single thing I could get up in front of people and say that would add value. Mm. And then when you, when you mm-hmm. dig a little bit deeper and you say, oh, they probably don't know about that solar tax credit. Exactly. Today. That's awesome. They don't even to know when they go into their CPA or their account to have their tax return done mm-hmm. that they should say, hey, here's the documentation of a solar system I put on the top of my Airstream and the lithium batteries I bought. Here's the labor I had. And mm-hmm. uh, is that eligible for a tax credit? So, you know, it's just kind of sitting back and thinking, OK, yeah. I, could, I could add some value here, but we're, mm-hmm. we're not sure I'm going to add value mm-hmm. yet, but. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm so curious. It'll be We're going to have to report back. So, so uh, another question I had just out of curiosity. So you're based in Kansas, mm-hmm. but do you practice? Is it, So when you're practicing, do you still practice law or is it just on the tax side now that you're just focused on? Well, I, I have my hundred and okay. if they need a land transfer done or a will sure. or a a revocable trust or, you know, things like that, I do do that yeah. form, but I have my hundred. So if you're not okay. my hundred, it's not uh, not gonna not gonna, not gonna happen. Okay, gonna got happen. it. So it's exclusivity to who you have currently, which is great. Okay, got it. I love it. I and you really know funny. their business too. By the time you're, you know, and, yeah. and really their personal situation. Yeah. You know, as far as it's very difficult for for farmers because their land has become so valuable. They yeah. they yes. don't have you know maybe the cash, but they're all millionaires. You know, if they own you know, hundred yeah. acres. It's assets on the books, right? Assets on the books, but mm-hmm. or or not on the books mm-hmm. because they bought it back. Yeah, a bazillion oh, years. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. they so they all struggle with that. So you know, when you you know you try to try to treat them like they should be and get done what they want to get done, and so well, it's, it's the uh, hardest work. There's a lot of love that has to go into it. You're feeding countries and nations with what you produce in your product in yeah. some form or other things like cotton and other forms. But yeah, it's a really, it's interesting. I, I just love that you want to, you just, I'll just get 20 and now you have your hundred. So yeah. You're yeah. just like, <laughs> you know, I'm not going to, and, and I don't work that hard. Uh, he can tell you I'm older than I probably, you know, I'm old. Yeah. You know, so I, I do tax returns and that stuff and work very intensely and do probably 80, 90 percent of the work is just remote. You know, um, yeah. they upload their general ledgers or I log on to their Quicken accounts or they upload documents to my portal. And, mm-hmm. you know, so it's very, uh, you know, it's not I, I have a few, you know, the the you know, very few that actually want to meet with me. You know, it's the it's the. I, I'm going to, I will tell you, um, my oldest client, I think is 105 oh. and sharper than attack, retired lawyer, judge, just a That's great awesome. guy. You know? Oh That's my her. God. And, uh, you know, I go see him. I go see him. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I would go see him. 
That's yeah, yeah. But a retired lawyer and judge, he's 105. Can you imagine the stories? Yeah, I know. Yeah. So um, he was actually best man at my parents' wedding. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh. But, yeah. In World. Oh, War II. then you're a darling to him. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 So sure. anyway, you know, there there's a few, and it's never going to be. Even though technology is very easy and this kind of thing, it's never going to be everybody. And but you know, you get your younger ones that really adapt, and surprisingly, some older ones that adapt that yeah. just don't know would would do that. But yeah. uh, I was I have on a board of. Uh, a nursing home, a community-owned nursing home board. And, you know, COVID was very difficult on those rural communities, uh, their nursing home facilities, you know, what they needed to do and stuff. So we just went to Zoom and we would meet all the time and try to understand what was going on and mm-hmm. really um, help right. people in the community understand why they couldn't come visit mom mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah. you know, what, why we were doing what we're doing and and the technology piece was really beneficial because people could just you know they had email you could just yeah. send them a link and they could link on and then you could really talk to it face to face yeah and that's what you needed to do you know in that uh-huh. situation so it's well, nursing uh, homes had it rough there for oh, man. it was tough it was yeah tough. yeah was, uh, gosh you kind of forget, I hate to say it, you don't want to because it was so impactful in our all of our lives in a weird way in many ways, but you do kind of forget these moments of reality that yeah, we're on the... You do. Yeah. And you know, one of the blessings in our lives is we found each other. Yes. Yeah. So true. So true. Wow. Yes. I have to hear that story, how you guys all got together. We, this is how it happened through the law <laughs> lab that I talked about. Yeah. I mean, Linda, Linda, Linda will give a little information about that, but that's how we all met. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Linda and Sarah started the law lab. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We, two years ago now. Is it uh, what? Isn't it two years ago? Yeah. I think so. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought you said three. I said, what? No, two, two, two. Time passes, you know. It does. It really does. Yeah. It, does. it goes by fast. Yeah. Oh, man. Gosh, this has been fantastic. It I has. mean, this was really special. I have to say, I, I'm honored. To- I, my heart is full today. I mean, Good. I can't believe the planet. The planet let me find her. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, you're everybody. Yeah. No, this is fantastic. Yeah, you know, and you're you're you meet so many people. Your world is so big and beautiful, and, and yeah, all the and all the people in it. I mean, it's just amazing. You know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. all these things. Will, you know, the changes that will take place in our lifetime. Maybe I won't be able to see pulling or airstreams around with EVs, but maybe I'll see a few. And I've seen a few. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. The chat GPT and those kind of things, you know, they'll, they'll make our world very different. And I will tell you, when I took my first uh, marketing class in college, our marketing teacher, uh, she, computers were just becoming acceptable or becoming a thing. And she said, you know, in your lifetime, computers will be more, uh, you'll, you'll have more computers than you will, there'll be refrigerators. And I thought, yeah, oh, that's just wow. the craziest thing I've ever heard. And you know? look at us with our right. cell phones. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Oh, man, if she got paid for that moment. Yeah. Just yeah. for saying, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> but, but it just opened you up to think, wow, that's yeah. really going to be something that's going to yeah. be cool. And then, you know, uh, yeah, you know, and, and it's, and it's what your world is. I have to tell this funny story about, you know, how we take pictures on our computer, on our phones and everything. And my mom, who was in her uh, early nineties, had a flip phone and she loved her <laughs> flip phone and she could call and, you know, 
pushing buttons and talking. Oh, she loved it. And so my nephew came in one day and he was showing her how he had pictures on his iPhone, you know, pictures. And so about a week later, he came down and she said, uh, I got pictures on my, my phone. Mm-hmm. And he was kind of like, you're going to show me that. <laughs> so she shows it to him and she's taking the school pictures of all the grandkids and kind of out them on her phone. <laughs> so, that's oh my great. gosh, that's fantastic. That's great. And it's just like, oh, well, that's what technology did. Yeah, you know? yeah, it yeah. The school pictures and put them on your phone. Yeah. She taped them on because that's all she knew. Oh, such a sweet and she pulled it. So every time she pulled out her phone, she saw her grandkids and everything. And so we do everything on these now. We do. I mean, we have computers, but really all client conversations tend to oh, happen. You know, I haven't had computer service really. Uh, and so I just, you know, my phone, I just yeah. fill out forms and do all this stuff on my phone. And yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, you know, pretty brilliant, but pretty scary to think how fast it went. It's just, yeah. I think it was shocking to look at how fast the speed of adoption for like a Facebook, a Twitter or an Amazon. And we're seeing these charts on the screen and Linda got to see it and and there it was. And, and the biggest movement, and funny that you bring this up, is marketing, which Linda absolutely loves doing. Yeah. She does such a great job with it. And the possibilities um, were kind of amazing, actually. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, it's just, yeah. It's, oh, a lot of it you can automate today where, you know, there's a lot of less of the manual putting all the pieces out there. And, and now you can automate, you can get the SEO, everything where that yeah. wasn't a yeah. thing. I went and, to a presentation this morning about Starlink. And, yeah, you know, it it really exploded when Elon Musk sent up some satellites and took Starlink over to um, or the war Ukraine. zone. Yeah, the Ukraine. Yeah. And that's incredible. And well, you for that. then, you know, Airstream put in a, a module in the newer Airstreams called Airstream Connect. And now they're, you know, they're talking about Starlink and what it's going to do. And it's just amazing how yeah. it all moves. Yeah. And, you know, that, you know, back to what I said a while ago, that just creates this environment where we can have more freedoms in our lives and capitalize yeah. on them yeah. instead yeah. of being afraid of them. I'm not afraid of chat GPT. I'm really not. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's going to be fine. And we're always going to be needed in mm-hmm. the type of work we do. Yeah. I, I think in all, in, in a lot of the accounting industry, I think it'll just change a course of direction within it, but there's that human engagement yes. and that interpretation and knowing your clients yeah, yeah. yeah. and no, like you both are saying it's building these relationships so yeah. i kind of feel like we're trailblazing a cakewalk with you susan right now this is what we've decided to title this trailblazing a cakewalk with susan tucker i <laughs> yeah i just thought <laughs> her words are just fantastic and linda i mean you and i are just i mean we Knowing some of the women we know, uh, we heard a talk by a dear friend of ours who's based out of um, Florida, uh, Deb Deborah Kilsheimer. Deb is what we call her, and um, you know she remembers being in the office where all the guys sat on one side and all the girls sat on the other, and she was like the only CPA, yeah, only yeah. one that did tax. But the other, the guy got paid more than her, and she yeah. talks yeah. about these stories about efficiency and how <laughs> because she was more efficient with it. Because she just knew how to use a 10 key where the other guy was slower than molasses, but he got yeah. paid because <laughs> it was built by the app. To do less. To do less. Yeah. yeah. I just had that on the news the other day with the scale and how it's now getting more towards. Is it tightening up? It was like it's 85% up, now. It's like 90. Yeah. It's still, yeah. no, it's like 90, but it's still much better than it, you know, what it was in the 70s and 80s and everything. It's getting, it's improving. Yeah. So but you still have to fight. I mean, it is sad to, to know. It's very uh, sad. Yeah. 
that that's just in general, that's just kind of the lens that we still have to deal with. Um, yeah, I think part of that had to do with back when I was younger, it had to do with women not working when the kids, you know, that mm-hmm. gap in your, in your time working hurt women. And yes. today that's not a thing. Most women just go right back to work so that that maybe yeah. have helped has helped improve that. I yeah. think yeah. probably. Well, that gap is happening for fathers now because yeah. some women are outpacing financially. Yeah. Some of the spouses or the partners, depending on the partnership relationship in that. And, yeah. and so the, so I think it's uh, going to be interesting at us as employers in general, how we accept it. Cause I think the movement obviously needs to happen with uh, the, the larger capacity of the smaller ones, the corporate yeah. ones will only turn at the demand or at, at the acceptance, because if you can have it in a smaller one, eventually corporate America is going to have to face the same dance. Yeah. Um, but and yeah, we work mostly all with all women and Steve's the only one that we've allowed to permeate that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that boundary. You know, I've been allowed in. <laughs> He's allowed in. He's the only male we've well, really let in. Well, let me, let, I decided to see how it would work. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. I know. We got to use that now. Let's just I know, right? Works. Yeah. My failures. <laughs> so instead of saying we're going to throw spaghetti and against the wall and see how it sticks, we're just yeah, gonna sticks. You got it. See yeah, how it works. Yeah. What door is going to open now? I love it. Yeah. Well. This was fun for sure. It Thank was you. It was so fun. Thank you very much for having me and including me. I really, I really learned a lot. Thank you. Yeah. And we are honored that you came. Thank you. <laughs> we are, Thank we you. really are. I'm Who's going to um, close this out today? I. It sounds like myself. So it's we're going to. Um. So, so to subscribe to this podcast on our YouTube, or you can subscribe to this podcast on our YouTube channel. If you have questions, topic requests, which I don't know if we've gotten any yet, but I'm looking forward to them. Guest suggestions, you can email us at info at accountantslawpod.com. Or you can message us through the website, accountantslawpod.com. And if you would like to join us on the Accountants Law Lab, which is held on Fridays, uh, visit our website, accountantslawlab.com to sign up. And Steve, now we're doing the little Airstream adventures. So where, how long are you going to be here for? What, and what's next on the horizon? Where are you? Got, you didn't tell us, did you? We got here. We, we um, the Colorado group pulled our Airstreams from the Denver area up to Rollins, Wyoming last Friday. Okay. And then we all we all caravaned. No, last Thursday. And then on Friday, we all caravaned to Rock Springs down Interstate 80 together. For so for miles, you saw airstreams up and down the hills. Oh my goodness, that'd be so great. So next stop, I'm gonna leave here. Uh the the rally goes through Friday. I'm gonna leave here Saturday and head down to um, northwestern Colorado to my hometown where I'm I'm hosting an uh, a rally for the international sheepdog trials in September. And so I'll be meeting with the city council and stuff like that over the weekend to kind of put some of those plans together. And I have Amazing. I have 50 airstreams coming to my rally with a wait list of about another 25. So was wow. that one yeah. of those moments, Steve? Let's see what happens here. And I'm just gonna yeah, get what, in front of council. Would you an airstream to a dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <A sheep> dog. <laughs> so that, that's that's what we're up to here. And I where are you going after this? Uh well, I it's where I've been. Um last couple of weeks. There's this huge um, gravel bike race called Unbound. That's the largest one in the world that's world famous in Emporia, Kansas. Oh, nice. And several of us took our Airstreams down. And my husband rode in it, a 100-mile ride in the mud. 
uh, in the in this gravel through the Flint Hills oh. of Kansas and everything. And there were thousands. I think there were close to 6,000 writers. Wow. But um, it really went pretty good until mile 11 that was mm. pure mud. They had three miles of hike-a-bike, which if you know what that means, that means you're carrying your bike. Yeah. yeah you're carrying your bike Ouch. three miles and then rode another 80 Goodness. On the thing, so I came from it up to this. So uh, is he still in bed? <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, and then I've got a caravan this fall, the Ozarks caravan, nice. which we're going to oh, uh, go around. That should day. be pretty neat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So all of you out there, so all of busy. you out there in the audience that want to work remotely in your own RV, yes. You yes, can you, do this. You could do it. You know, I, I had a client. I mean, your clients don't really ever know you're gone. They don't care. And yesterday I had one and they were trying to fax something to me. And they said, can you go in and reboot your fax machine? And I said, I, I'm I'm in uh, Wyoming. You know, they're like, you know, they're like. You know, there's this online fax number I can get now. Go ahead and fax it to me. Yeah, yeah. Fax it to yeah, that, yeah. 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 Like, you reboot your faxing? Get it to go through. I thought. It's because I'm in the dead dead zone here. I have yeah, no, yeah. no service. No so, service, but, yeah. You know, they don't even know where you are. I said, I'm on vacation. So, you know, but uh -huh. oh, yeah. sorry. And, and like, oh, sorry. But, you know, they think uh, they think you're right there. They don't realize that you're not. Yeah. You're, you mean you're not just down the street? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, thank you so much, Susan. We thank really you. appreciate it. Thank you, Susan. It was a pleasure having you on. And yeah. right. we'll see you all next time on the Accountant's Law Pad. Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.